Hello and welcome to the very latest episode of the Backstreet Boys and Girl podcast. It is raining cats and dogs outside my little flat, but Jodie, Bayo, and I are hoping that this might just brighten up your week. Trials are long gone, selections have been made, the athletes are in Tokyo and we are just hours away from the start of the athletics. No one, it seems, is getting very much sleep. The athletes, because they're on the anti-sex cardboard monstrosities that the organising committee have put out for them, and us, because we are trying to live on Tokyo time. So, thank goodness, we roped in a proper professional to help keep us on the straight and narrow for this conversation. Come to think of it... Straight and narrow feels a little counterintuitive in that this is someone who made their name running in circles. In fact, they did it so well that they've won three Olympic gongs doing just that. And actually, no, I'm giving it away. Let's let them introduce themselves. Hi there, this is Roger Black and you're listening to the Backstraight Boys and Girl podcast. Oh, Josie, aren't you good? (laughs) Roger was was very professional. That was very well. The amount of huge huge names we've had on here and we just... Every single time we get to ask them, why, yeah. which is why we're still using people from five years ago. Because like, yeah. <laughs> I still have like five that are my favourites, and they're just the ones that I use over and over again. I know we've got lots of other really good ones, but I will not stop using Kathy Freeman when she says "Backstreet Boys" and then just loses it. So, <laughs> Roger, what have you made of the games so far? Athletics aside, what have you thought of Tokyo twenty twenty? Well, as we sit here today, I think it's it day four or five. Um, and every day from a British perspective, we've woken up to to at least a gold medal. Um, the swimmers have been amazing. Um, mm-hmm. um, just just superb. Um, but, but for me, the highlight, by a mile. And I think I might be saying this at the end of the Games, actually, depending on what happens on the track, but I still think <laughs> I'll be saying that, is Tom Daly. I just yes. think, yes. what, 100% what agree. a... And, and I say it for two reasons. One, what what a story, because we've lived with the, you know, what is he now, 27, and he's mm. been in the public eye since, since a very young age. It's his fourth Olympics. He was really disappointed in Rio. He he plays, I personally think Tom Daly plays a very, has a very significant role to play in society in, 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 in Britain for lots and lots of reasons, uh, not out, mainly outside of sport. But from a sporting perspective, I, I, I watched it live, happened to, um, sitting sitting here watching it on telly. That final dive, to, to stand there together, to take on the hardest dive possible and having to just, in effect, deliver it perfectly or they were never going to get the gold medal. The fact that they did it so beautifully, and I use that word, it was just to watch it. I don't know anything about diving. And to, for them to beat the Chinese at the Olympic Games... What a story. What a story. Roger, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, for, for someone who came into public consciousness at such a young age, at 14, and to be at his fourth Olympics now, and we've seen so many young sports people come out and they get all this hype and often they don't deliver on the big stage because of all the hype they get at such a young age. So the mental toughness that's got to come from him and he lost his dad and he came out and all this stuff that other people have struggled with. He has handled with such maturity and he's such an example, like for, for um, yeah, like you said, outside of sport, as, as a medal. Like, it's, I mean, I must say, I did shed a tear. Yeah, but the, 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 the thing is, he, he and look, we, we love athletics, 
And you've, you've witnessed, and I've witnessed, many young, talented athletes come into the sport and they think that it's just a, if I just do this, 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 I'll stand on the Olympic rostrum. And they don't. And there are many talented athletes that people have never heard of. But yeah. we would have put money on, they're going to do okay. And they don't, it doesn't just happen. And so for me, I judge Tom Daly, not as Tom Daly, the celebrity, not as Tom Daly as the icon, but Tom Daly as the athlete. And to, to stand on that platform, and it's, I assume his final Olympic Games, with a new partner, and clearly they, they, they have a great connection. And to deliver that dive, you know, he won that gold medal. They, they, sorry, they won that gold medal. It wasn't given to them. And that's not, you know, and there are so many people who, who have the hype, but, but you know, the hype, when you stand behind the line for Olympic final on, on, a, on, a, on a diving platform, you can't fake it. You can't fake it at the Olympics. You can fake it a lot of things in life. You can be hyped up, but you can't fake it at the Olympics. And, and so to see him do that, for me as a fellow Olympian, the utmost respect. I think also because he's so famous, outside of the sport he's kind of as you say a cultural icon anyway and he, he's like yeah. um he's had all this fame and this success but i think he's somewhat under um under kind of regarded as a sports person you know if mm. you look at back at all the medals he's got all the world championships european championships commonwealth games he's got olympic medals already he already had two olympic medals mm. didn't he but because um diving isn't such a high profile sport the rest of the public probably don't even know that's going on they only see the olympics don't mm. they and yeah. all they saw yeah. last time at the olympics was him basically failing. It was, it was a failure. Yeah. There's no other yeah. word for it. It yeah. was a total failure last time. Yeah. Um, I always think there's lots of different sort of pressures in sport, um, but can there be anything more pressured than standing on a 10-metre diving no. board? Um, it's not a 100-metre race or a 1,500-metre <laughs> race, you know, <laughs> no. where you've got like, you know, in a 1,500-metre race, something can go wrong, you can fix it, can't you? Um, yeah. Or in a long jump, you've got six attempts. It, that's yeah. the standard. I, you wouldn't get me up a 10-metre diving board. Never yeah. mind jumping off it. And then jumping yeah. off it in unison with someone else and doing that yeah. perfectly. Yeah. I mean, to, yeah. that kind of pressure and to execute it so fantastically and like yeah. on the last dive and all the rest of it, it was the, the one I've tried twice in Olympics. The other one's, yeah. really, obscure, yeah. the other one's really obscure, but like, this one this one had me yeah. like dancing yeah. around my, 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 yeah. around my yeah. uh, living room crying at like 3 a.m. or whatever it was. What's the other one? Where the Japanese won the table sense. My other one was the, 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 the Russia winning the men's team gymnastics. It was their little faces. They were so, like, so scared and so nervous. <laughs> Got me going. I think we also needed that Tom Daly win because personally the first, the opening ceremony completely passed me by. It took place in the middle of a working day without much fanfare. I know you guys were glued to your TVs for it. But we needed something to spark the Olympics alive, I think, in this country. And I think Tom Daly winning gold absolutely mm. did that because mm. he's a big enough, beloved enough household name that he was, he just kind of transcended sporting notifications. I got it on my Sky News app. I was getting all of these things through. Everyone was talking about it in WhatsApp groups because we all grew up either fancying Tom Daly or wanting to adopt him or both. And he was both. definitely <laughs> enough. Yeah, exactly. I think it's it's what's kick-started Tokyo and now we're all glued to yeah. it. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. The great start. I mean, Pete, yeah, Adam Peaty was expected to win and he did win. Tom Daly wasn't expected. Sorry, we're saying Tom Daly and, and Matty Lee and there's two of them, obviously, but they weren't expected to win. They, they were expected to be, to be, actually, yeah, I'm, I've come up with a, a little, it's, maybe it's not the same analogy. The Chinese, were the, I think, were the favourites. But you know, to win at the Olympic Games, if you're not, miles better than everyone else two things have to happen i experienced this 
in 96. Two things have to happen. You have to perform perfectly, but also you need your competitor or the competitors who are probably or are better than you to make a mistake. So if Michael Johnson had made a mistake in 96, he still would have got up and probably won. But the point is, you know, a mistake, he, he you know, could have got the gold medal, but he didn't make a mistake. The Chinese made a mistake on, on their fourth or fifth dive. So the two things have to coincide. It's not one or the other. You, they needed both to happen and, and both happened. And it's a wonderful thing to see. Hi, I'm Gemma Rike and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys and Carol. You said earlier, Roger, something that resonates with everybody watching the Olympics, which is that you don't know anything about diving. And what's so fun about the Olympics is within five minutes of watching dressage for the first time for four years, I'm critiquing Charlotte Dujardin's every move. And it does turn you into such an armchair expert. So perhaps we should turn our attention to the sport that we do know a little, little bit about. Yeah, we probably should. Maybe talk about some athletics. listening for. Yeah. <laughs> So with that in mind, Athletics starts on Friday. We're recording this on the Wednesday. There's two days to go. So, Roger, you're our guest, so we'll let you kick things off. What's the one event you're going to get up for in the middle of the night? Oh, the one event. Two. <laughs> two events. Give me two. Don't give me one. Give me two. Give me two. <laughs> two. I cannot wait. Cannot wait to see the final of the men's 400 meter hurdles. Yes. Ooh. I mean, oh. <laughs> oh it, goes back, it goes back. It goes back to the time when, you know, Edwin Moses and Harold Schmidt and Danny Harris yeah. were dipping on the line in the world champion. There's a chance that, you know, you've got these two phenomenal athletes. Uh, Warhol broke the road record. Yeah, yeah. Broken the world record. And then Benjamin. But 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 you guys, you, you guys are the aficionados in athletics. But it's not just those two. You put yeah. your money on Warhol, but it's going to be a fast race. It's going to be a great race. And that's that, that I'm really looking forward to. And the second one with my British hat, is the women's 200 meter final mm. because I just <laughs> I, know, I know that Dina goes into in Dina Schiff goes into these Olympics not the fastest on paper but she's a competitor and yeah. and and at the Olympics it, it's not about times it's about competition and I just hope that she is up there fighting for the gold medal and nothing would would put a bigger smile to my face than if that if that happened. What I love about this Olympics particularly is that. Not only are, is no one talking about the men's sprints, we're not necessarily talking about the women's 100, it's the women's 200 metres, which is like <laughs> the, the premier event, is it? It's the one we're all really looking forward to, and that's never happened before in the entire history of athletics. Um, just going back to the 400 hurdles, because like obviously you said Carsten Warholm, world record holder, like so such a championship performer as well, and still really young. And he was a guest on earlier in the year. So we've got a special, um, yeah. <laughs> we especially yeah. like um, Carsten. But by Benjamin obviously is really fast as well. But I think we have to watch out for Alison De Santos because he's only like 20, 21. He's improved in every race this year. He's down to 47.3. And normally someone running 47.3 would be like the favourite. Yeah. But I mean, he's improving every race. Um, yeah. And it's a little bit similar in the women's 400 hurdles, because obviously Sydney McLaughlin has broken the world record. Delilah Mohammed has run her third best time ever coming back after injury and COVID. And then we've got Femke Bowl, who's out of like, knocks a second of her best to be running one of the fastest times of all time. So those 400 hurdles races are both going to be phenomenal. And, and the thing with it is, is that if this, if this was a one-off race in Zurich, then fine. But this isn't. This is an mm. Olympic Games. The stakes, the stakes are so high. And as an athlete, you absolutely know it when you walk into that stadium. You know, and forget there won't be any crowd there. Mm. You know, forget that. This is a, but you know that 
it's once every usually every four years but obviously it's, it's in three years time now the next one it's a long time to wait and you know that everything you've done up until that moment isn't a relevancy because what matters is this moment in time and the race now and there's no margin of error when you've got three or four people who who can who can have the race of their lives on that day and and that's what i love about it and and that's you know, that's what I lived for. That was what I lived for as an athlete. I wasn't particularly good in Zurich and Brussels and, you know, did all right in Sheffield. But, you know, you know, I wasn't. But come the championship, I was, you know, I, I just just got it. It was about the, the rounds. It was about this is it and, and preparing for that. And that's what makes it so special, which is why, you know, you, you can't just say, well, Warham's going to win this. Now, he probably will, but he might not. Because he could just make one the one mistake and someone and and, and that's what makes it so ex- exciting and I uh, just can't wait to see those races. But the thing with Warholm is even if he does win, which we kind of expect him to do so, it will still yeah. be really exciting because that's how he runs. Yeah, he goes. He yeah. runs it's in such an exciting manner. Yeah. You know, he, he goes yeah. out and leaves everything on the line, and it's like if you're yeah. going to beat me, you are going to have to beat yeah. me. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. you, um, and that's why I love him so much because he, yeah. um, he ne- never, you never feel like he's holding back. It, it's like everything, everything is about getting to that line first. Yeah. And he goes out yeah. ridiculously, never in the history, you know, people don't run a 400 meter race like that. It doesn't yeah. make any yeah. sense to run a 400 mm-hmm. meter race like yeah. that. But somehow yeah. he's, he's able to do that. It's great to watch. Yeah. He's also one of the stories that we really want to see come good because he was in the shape of, well, we thought he was in the shape of his life last year. And we thought, oh God, they've pushed it back a year. What if Warhol, what if he's peaked too early? What if he can't sustain this? What if he's running all these amazing times and he can't replicate it in 2021? How unjust would that be? But it looks like he's set to do so. And similarly, Shelley Ann Fraser Price, we were worried that the games were coming yeah. a year too late for her. Yeah. And look at the form that she's in. I'm so pleased that some of our favorite athletes still look like they, you know, they've got places on the podium waiting for them. Mm. Um, you, you, you make just, a really good point you make a really good point there Claire because that delay of the year <laughs> I often think if that had happened in 1996 I don't think I would have been there a year later mm. you know I was 30 I was hanging on I was holding myself together physically I was on a roll I had a four or five months you have that moment like Kelly Holmes had in 2004 when you've had a life of injuries but then you just have that window but I don't think I could have sustained it through to 1997. But also, it gives the younger people another year to yeah. get better and to get faster. So you make a really good point with Shelly Ann Fraser-Price because she's an older athlete. And the fact that she's hung on for that year and, and, and is going into these Olympic Games as a pretty hot favourite for the 100 metres is, is amazing. It's amazing. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting situation, these games. And certain people will, will, will and are rising to the challenge and have dealt with, with the, 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 the massive challenge of the last year or so. And others won't be there or will crumble. Um, we did we we mentioned the women's 200 but we didn't discuss it at all and it is no. such a complex race I mean who Gabby Thomas has obviously run stupidly fast at the American trials but American trials doesn't always translate to the Olympics mm. and I think they're just um, flying in now um, she wrote something on Twitter today about just arriving and she's got jet lag so I think that's a choice <laughs> to arrive so late um we've got the three jamaicans we've got dina um we've got sean potentially doing the double we're not quite sure if she's going to do that or not um there's so many different things that can happen so many stories and i wouldn't i couldn't put money on who's going to win no. that race it could be any one of those people well you've just mentioned six people there 
any mm-hmm. one of those could win, which means that one of them has to come sixth. And none, yeah. of them feel like, none of them feel like a sixth place. And that's not even mentioning sort of Eugenia Prandini's or people who are also probably going to make the final. Um, you know, someone, a really, really big name who could easily be a gold medal winner is actually going to come sixth or worse, um, mm. which is kind of, kind of odd. I would love to see Prandini reach the final just because of the furore around her selection and all the Absolutely. bile levelled at her. I think, you know, Olympics isn't necessarily about re- rewarding like, somebody for having a difficult period of time on the internet, but I think that I'd just love to see her go well. I'd love to see her show that she does deserve that place. Of course she does. Yeah, and I think she I think she will as well. Um, the, in the sprints, because we, we kind of covered the sprints, which is what I asked you to do, Borja, thank you very much. Um, we Let's just quickly talk about the hurdles as well, because we, we can't um, dismiss... Um, the men's 110 hurdles, um, second fastest of all time. And I think he's one of the, I mean, the hurdles is a race you can't predict because strange things can happen. Um, ask Gail Devers, but it's um, oh, he's pretty Jackson. nailed on favourite. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, because yeah. he should have Olympic I mean, gold. I remember 92, which wasn't a good Olympics for me, but Colin was just flying and, mm. you know, um, was beaten by his training partner. I it know. just didn't happen and and you, and you witness that and you just and it just highlights that you have to deliver it you know you can have a bad race and it just happens to be the olympic final you don't want your bad race to be the olympic final but it can happen to anybody mm. which makes it so exciting because you say in, in all events where you've got you know just one not one hot favorite but you've got a number of contestants you you know competitors you know that that it'll it'll almost be the person who doesn't make the mistakes um, that, that that will come through, um, and that makes it exciting. But yeah, I mean the men's 110 hurdles. I guess is a hot. I'm not I'm not that clued up on 110 hurdles, but he's it, it, a pretty firm favourite, isn't it? I mean Grant Holloway is yeah head yeah. and shoulders above everybody else, yeah. and because he's got yeah. such a good start, he gets out. And he puts the pressure on everybody else as well. So then they start knocking hurdles over and trying to catch him. So Which, I'm, re- remember what happened in 2019 when the yeah. disaster of a race behind him with a fifth place ended up getting a bronze medal for some unknown reason. <laughs> he also won't have Omar McLeod finishing like a train mm. to put pressure on him in the latter stages of the race because of the debacle of the Jamaican trials. So even less pressure on him. I, it, he's still so young. You feel like this could just mm. be the start of his Olympic journey. And, and and you are the athletic aficionados, um, Jodie and Bear. So so I think you are. So and so, uh, what what are what are Andrew Posse's chances? He's he's there or thereabouts. Yeah. So yeah. if he runs, if he runs like what's his best 13, 13, 13 14, that can medal. Yeah. But you've got two Americans who can run that. You've got three Jamaicans who can run that. You've got Shebenk Shebenkov, who's oh. now back in. Um, so he's there or thereabouts, and in like you know, Andy Turner went to a World Championships as yeah. someone who yeah. you think, yeah, could get to the final, ends up with a bronze medal because things happen in the hurdles. So mm. he, I've not seen. I mean, Andy lost at the British Trials, which is bizarre, but um, he at his best, he's absolutely there or thereabouts. Mm. But there's a lot of other people who are as well. Okay. And also, you just never know. Um, this goes in all events. You know, sometimes you might get three people running under thirteen seconds. You might there might be a medal to be taken in thirteen yeah. thirty. You yeah. know, you yeah. you just don't know. Yeah. And especially in a technical race like the hurdles, where so many yeah. things can go wrong. Um, mm. So I think for him, I, I, for me, I think making the final would be a good a good performance. Okay. Enough, that would be, would be a great um, a great bonus. Well, as you have Roger Black as a guest today, we should spend a little bit of time talking about. 
Um, <laughs> I feel like the men's is, I mean, Michael Norman, you'd think he's a favourite, but there's, I mean, there's, I think it's a little open, the men's 400. What, what yeah, shocking. I think it's really, I think it, I know, because you're right, you know, you talk Michael Norman, yeah, this happens all the time in the 400. The Americans run amazing times and they come into the games and, you know, people run amazing times all over the world. But what you find with the 400 is that, is that I'm not saying the times are irrelevant. You have to have posted the times. But the 400 is a tough event. And to, to go through the rounds takes a, a degree of understanding, a high degree of understanding, because there are no prizes for winning the semi-final. There are prizes for being for winning the final. So you can make mistakes in the 400. And there doesn't seem to be a, a clear favourite because the I, I, I don't think we that many races. I mean, that, but yeah, it's to, to say there's no one coming into it. I mean, I, 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 I love, I love watching Stephen Gardner run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not, yes. you know, I just think, I just think, you know, those long legs and that ability to navigate the rounds comfortably and come through. And the thing on the 400, it is about the last hundred. You know, it took me 12 years to work that one out. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, and these guys are operating at such a high level. And someone like him for the last hundred is is like Christina Hurricane. You know, it's 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 yeah. an impressive, it's an impressive thing. And that will that will that favors you in a final when other people go out too quickly and they crumble. Um, I don't know what the I'm oh, sorry, I'm asking you the questions. I'm not what's the situation with Van Niekirk? You would know much more than I would. What's happening there? I mean, he's, he's back. He's running okay, but there's something he pulled out in somewhere, didn't somewhere, he? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't hold out much hope, really. I don't think yeah. there are good times coming from Van Nika, but like the boys said, nothing that's necessarily going to win you an Olympic yeah. medal. And it feels to me like he's someone who could have done with another year of postponement yeah. from yeah, COVID yeah, because exactly. you don't come back yeah. from an ACL reconstruction. I know. Um, and, you know, it's never going to be a smooth trajectory back. Well, I look at that and I say, you know, and I was no, you know, I wasn't somebody who was wrapped up in cotton wool, but because I was always on the edge with injuries, you know, I never kicked a football when I was an athlete. I never, you know, even contemplated, you know, going skiing or anything like that. I, I, I never did a charity football match as an athlete. I did it when I finished. But I have to say, what a stupid decision. Mm. I mean, I mean, really, <laughs> let it go. You, you, you know, there's a small window of opportunity to be an athlete. You are a long time retired. You know, play the football games and the rugby charity games. Do it when it's over. And wow, you know, what a shame to see his career mm. ended. Not because of a massive hamstring tear coming down the, the straight, trying to break a world record, but from a touch rugby match. I mean, terrible, terrible. And after the Americans, the, the Americans are top five in the world this year. Um, but, I mean, Randolph Ross is the number one. He's like the um, NCAA champion, isn't he? He's like super, yeah. super young. Um, there's not anyone super fast. You know, he's the only one under 44. Um, after the yeah. Americans, the next, the next fastest is Isaac McQuala, who's the complete liability in a, in a final. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you've got like, Stephen Gardner yeah. and Zambrano, et cetera. So it's, it's really, really up in the air. Michael Norman does seem to be the favourite, but I wouldn't put my money on anyone no, there let's, let's yeah, get really yeah. really good odds you know on them but we can nail on um shawnee as the favorite in the women's right if she's doing it if she does it <laughs> I, I feel like the 400 is the one she would keep it's the easier I mean, race to win sense. and yeah. yeah and also what she could always do is run the first round of the 400 in the morning having qualified for the women's 200 meter final and then if she's not feeling good just not run the final of the two 
The schedule make... allows for her to make that call. No, but you can't drop out. Them. You can't drop out and continue in another race unless you've got a doctor's note. So yeah, that's... You just get a doctor's note. Or you just, you know, no, just, no, just runs... No, you wouldn't be able to get... But you wouldn't be able to get a doctor's note that says you can then compete in the 400 after. Well, they yeah, they do sometimes. Well, not that same day, I guess, no. <laughs> no it's, it's the, um, so what event, the, if you were her, if you were mm -hmm. her, which event, would you have to pick one or the other? Which one would you pick? 400. So much easier. And she's reigning champion. Yeah. Like, you want to defend your title. So yeah, from what we're, what we're hearing... No, no one quite knows, but from what we're hearing, she wants to do the 200. And the mm. it's possible, the double, it's like difficult. All the doubles are difficult at this Olympics. The, the schedule is an absolute mess. Mm. I don't know who agreed to it. Mm. Um, you hear that she wants to do the 200. But then what happened was everybody else fell out of the 400. So yeah. it's kind of, yeah, yeah. It's, it, six months ago, she might wanted to do the 200 because the 400 was looking dodgy or looking hard. The 400 now is looking like a cakewalk mm. for her. You know? yeah, so yeah. it would be yeah. a very, very strange decision to do the 200, especially mm. when we've just been discussing, you know, how strong the 200 is. So just before we leave the sprints behind, just quickly, Roger, you know, a thing or two about running fast. Can I get your women's 100 meter champion for the Olympics, please? Because that is, I think that's the hardest of all the sprints to call right now. Well, look, I'm no expert, um, but if, if you, if you, if I, I have, I have, okay, <laughs> yeah, the price. There you go. I mean, it's not a hard question to answer if I'm not an expert, but I'm not. I mean, you have to, you have to say Shelly Ann Fraser Price because she delivers and she's run fast yeah. coming into it. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that's it. I'm, ple I'm pleased you didn't ask me about the 200. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the more difficult one. Shall we move on? Bayo, have you, what have you been looking at? I've been looking at the throws. Um, What's super interesting about the throws is we could actually genuinely see two world records in men's throws. And mm. world records in men's throws do not come around very often because most of them are stuck like 20, sometimes 30 or more um, years ago. But this year we've had Ryan Krauser set a long, uh, not a long jump, obviously, a shot put world <laughs> record, finally getting that dodgy mark off the books um, from like 1992 or something, was it? Um, and then also um, Johannes Better in the um, javelin is getting very, very close. Although I, I did, I don't know if I'm making this up, I did hear he was maybe had a niggle or something, was, was slightly injured. Yes. Um, but he's getting very, very close to Jan Zalesny's um, sort of legendary yeah. world record. Um, and if that goes, we're back to the, to the, um, back to the point where we're going to have to think about changing the specification of the javelin again, because <laughs> if he beats Jan Zalesny's world record, we're basically heading to 100 metres, aren't we? So um, they, those two are like going to be super, super excited, especially that shot put, because, you know, Ryan Crowe is obviously, obviously the favourite, but as we've seen, the men's shot put in the last um, world championships was the greatest competition, not just in the world, that world championships, but possibly the greatest competition in any championship at any event of all time. I mean, to have three <laughs> little winners finish within one centimetre mm. of each other is just mm. absolutely, mm. absolutely crazy. So they're please, the two Eurosport, please up. cover it exhaustively. I want every put in that competition. <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking about the Olympic field event, just spare a thought for my friend and business partner, Steve Backley, who will be yeah. sitting in a, a room on his own at the moment because oh. his partner in crime is not allowed to do it. Don't um, say Steve's not. Steve's not nothing to do with crimes. No, 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 no. <laughs> so you know, he. I'm, I'm sure they'll find someone to sit with him. But uh, you know, I, I, I speak to him every day, and uh, you know, you 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 uh, you used the phrase winging it early on. There, there's somebody <laughs> who's who is absolutely 
you know, hats off to, to what he does with the, with the live feed um, and possibly a lot of it on his own now. <laughs> yeah. well, Steve was a guest earlier a few weeks ago as well. And there's not a man who's better with words than Steve. So yeah. he's, he's in yeah. very, very good hands if he's yeah. talking to himself. Yeah. Can I very quickly ask, just going off topic for a moment, Steve has done a brilliant job yeah. like transferring from being an athlete into the commentary box. He's just uh, an absolute kind of natural at it. Um, as were you, in slightly different, a different way. When you finished um, your athletics career, you went straight straight over and started not just mm-hmm. commentating or being a pundit. You actually were the presenter. You had like Sue Barker's job for a, a couple of years there, um, and then you just disappeared mm-hmm. from our screens. I thought you were going to be mm-hmm. the new mm-hmm. Des Lynam. What actually, mm-hmm. what actually <laughs> happened? Why, why, where did you go? Because uh, you were great. I I didn't go anywhere. I was I wasn't wanted anymore. For oh. and I didn't I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. I, 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 look, it's okay. I di- it wasn't at the time. Um, it wasn't. I didn't feature in the long-term plans for whatever reason. And and you know, television is like that. It's 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 a subjective world. Um, and you know, I, I was doing other things as well. So it wasn't all I did. I suppose you know, if I look in, in retrospect at that and think, you know. And I question myself, you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying in any way I was the best. I, I started as a pundit and I didn't, I, I was, I was asked to, to, to be a presenter um, and was happy doing it. But, um, you know, I look back now and I, and I can, I can, I can cope with it now because I can understand that, um, you know, I, it was, inter- it was difficult because I, I didn't see it coming because I never, no one was saying bad things. <laughs> but it, it, that was it. I just didn't feature in the plans and, and the people that made the decisions felt that I wasn't the, the right person or the right face moving forward. Um, and that's, that's how it is. That's how it is. I'm not going to pretend otherwise. That's how it was. I didn't choose to leave. I didn't ask to leave. I didn't fall out with anybody. It, it, I didn't see it coming. But I think anyone who works in the media, and Claire, you'll, you'll agree with this, you know, that, that can happen to anyone. I'm not the first. Mm. I'm not the last. Um, well, let me let me just say, t- twenty years on, you, you were great. You were you were really really you. good. And well, all that, of us, all of us you. people who watch television obsessively, mm. you know, who we have yeah. we have feelings about the presenters, you know, mm. and we mm. will be happy to to voice them. Um, but no one ever had a bad word to say about you. You, you, were, you were really. Well, good that's right. that, that that actually, you know, that that does mean a lot because I'm not. I, it 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 knocked me for six for a long time, mm. and uh, and because you know I didn't see it coming. But, you know, I can't complain. I've, I've done okay and, and had to do other things, but I miss it. And, if I, and I found it very hard to watch. I, find, I still find it quite hard sometimes to watch, to watch the, the, the coverage. And the, you know, but, I've, you know, it's a long time in the past now and I have to deal with it. And it's okay. And I, but as I say, I'm not the first, I'm not the last. It's, it's just how it is. And that was the beauty of athletics because it wasn't subjective. You cross the line first, you cross the line first. Um, <laughs> that's okay. You know, I can't complain. I've had a lot of opportunities. So I'm not, I'm not complaining. Hi, my name is Carson Worrell, and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys and Girls. Well, listen, what the other thing I wanted to talk about, um, uh, throws-wise, was um, Pavel Fidek. Um, Pavel Fidek is a four-time world champion. He's won the Europeans. He's won everything. He's one of the, one of the all-time greats. He has never won an Olympic medal. Uh, he has had disasters at the Olympics. He's not qualified. He's come like 17th. He's not made the final. Absolute disasters at the Olympics. And so for him to finally win an Olympic gold medal feels deserved. You know, he's won the, he won the Worlds in 13, 15, 17 and 19. And so he really does deserve a good Olympic gold medal. So and he's there. he's my favorite. Just because of, do you remember the team championships, European team championships earlier in the year, yeah. where he threw 82 metres in the torrential downpour. It's like a swimming yeah. pool. 
And imagine, I mean, throwing a hammer at the best of times, like it looks very dangerous to me, but doing it in that, in that weather was phenomenal. But he might have, a have it tough because it's Rudy Winkler from America. He's thrown really far this year as well. So um, he might, might not have it all his own way. But yeah, I think the women's throws are really super interesting because the old guard are fighting back. They are indeed. Queen Val. Obviously, the, the number one uh, ambition for the whole of the Olympics is for Queen Val to get her third um, um, shot put gold, the much deserved shot put gold. Um, Anita Vlasek, um, she's, she's not in great form. You know, there's people beating her this year, especially the Americans, but she's certainly up there and got all the experience in the world. She would be winning, what, her third? Would it be her third gold, yeah. wouldn't it, for, for her? Um, in the Barbara Spataka went on one of her German <laughs> league like, a, couple of, a couple of weeks back. Again, hasn't been in the best form, but who knows? Um, what's her name? Andrew Sheck, is it? The, the yeah. pole has jumped yeah. the second or third farthest throw of all time this year. Um, she's looking fantastic and her song from Germany is also looking great. But if, if Babs could get a, um, get a medal, there would be absolutely great. And what's the other one? What am I missing? Sandra Perkovich. Oh, Sandra Perkovich. That, yes, <laughs> really, seriously, the, the old like throws queens could, could really be doing everybody proud. That would be fantastic. But I very much want to see um, Valerie Adams. Valerie's never got the credit she deserves. Um, the period of athletics she was in was dominated by um, Usain Bolt. Obviously, it goes without saying, a female shot putter is never going to get the attention that um, a Jamaican sprinter is going to get. Um, and then also she she lost out, you know, she was at the same period of Statue. Statue was obviously on drugs, goes without saying, finally got caught, missed out from actually getting that gold medal at the Olympics in, in London, you know, since then, had been given it on the podium. Um, so, and then got a silver last time, you know, on the very last throw. I just would love, love, love her to, um, to get that gold medal and then retire, live her best life with her gorgeous children. Speaking of women's hammer throwing, just reminded me a little public service announcement. Uh, Kelsey Jones, the American comedian who was live streaming just over her phone, the American Olympic trials with her sort of alternative screaming, uh, uh, expletive laden commentary is back. She's watching the Olympics and her watching the triathlon was an absolute joy the other day. So if you've not come <laughs> across those tweets, we'll share some on our timeline. They are just amazing. She described the triathletes as fucking disrespectfully athletic. <laughs> like, couldn't handle, they can run, they can swim, they can cycle, and they were drinking water whilst they're running and she just lost her mind. And yeah, I, I tweeted I tweeted last week um, to said that Eugene 2022 has to get Leslie Jones on board. Leslie Jones, look, who's Kelsey Jones? No, she no, might be a netballer. Um, <laughs> 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 I tweeted that, and Eugene... 2021, actually, 2022, sorry, actually retweeted, said, are you on board, Leslie, or something? So fingers crossed that she would be amazing. She <laughs> oh, I think we should the, get her on. Yesterday, she described the swimmers, she said, damn, they're thin. They're like skinny platypuses. <laughs> 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 or were, no, she said they're really flat, really flat, like platypuses. Uh, <laughs> it was, the hammer one, I think, remains my favourite Awful timeline. It's actually iconic. Yeah, I would scream too, bitch, as someone threw that. <laughs> <laughs> right, great. quickly moving on. I just want to talk about the jumps really quickly because there's not, um, there's just two, I think, two names I really want to talk about mm. because obviously we know about the Mondos and like that, there's, that, there's big names that are going to do really well. But with the person I think we, number one, we have to look out for is number one, Yulimar Rojas, who is probably going to break the triple jump world record. It's a really long-standing world record from 1995. Um, the person who set the Inessa Cravats, she failed a drugs test. The, the event just hasn't moved on, really, like since then. Like people were jumping in 15 metres consistently back when the, when the triple jump was first introduced, which is nearly 
30 years ago. And this year, only one person has jumped over 15 meters. That's Yulia Rojas. She's done it six, seven times, six times. Um, and no one else has jumped it at all. Um, Shanika Ricketts has jumped 1498. 14, so it's, it's the her for the taking. She's got some of the worst technique I've ever seen. Like literally doesn't have a step. I don't know what, where it's disappeared to. It's not there. But um, even without that, she's should wait. She's like three centimeters away from the world record. So we really hope that goes. And if she does get it right, I honestly think she can jump sixteen meters one day. Um, so number one, let's watch out for her. Unfortunately, she doesn't seem like she's long jump. Um, and a six eighty eight, I think, um, non windy one. So that would have been interesting. But she's not entered in the long jump. But the other person I really want to look out for in the jumps is Javon Harrison, who has entered or was qualified to for the long jump and the high jump won both mm. of the american trials um wow. he's jumped, yeah he's jumped just two, got springs for legs yeah that's a first two, isn't it that's a first I well i can't believe anyone has done that it's the first since jim thorpe in the in the 1912 olympics couldn't you put your rent in there but like this is like he's jumped 236 in the high jump wow. and he's jumped 847 in the long jump and he's like 21 years old or something insane. so why is he not playing basketball because he's got more sense someone will snap him up otherwise yes yeah, it's so amazing it's amazing to think in america you know you would think you just would mm. think you know, that says a lot for him that mm. he has chosen track and field because we all know that you know track and field is not the dominant sport day in day out in america mm. and and well even here now but but uh that's amazing that someone who clearly has extraordinary natural talent has not been snapped up and put into other sort or maybe he can't can't chuck a ball yeah, but i mean that, exactly. that's really exciting that's really exciting, maybe he can't catch yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so he goes in i think third ranked in the um high jump um and the high jump's a bit of a toss-up i mean the daskal mm, yeah. you know Bershim's doing um Bershim, yeah Tamberry, we'd love love Tamberry to win, and there's mm. in Russians that I can't tell the difference between the, the two of them. Um, so like going in, you could win, you could win the high jumping thirty three or something. So yeah. he could win that. Um, and sorry, I think, just 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 to interrupt, oh, just very quickly, Denny, you just said we'd like Tamberry to win. We want Barsim to win. Everyone wants Barsim to win. Barsim has to win. Come on. Uh, I know I'd be happy for Tamberry to win. But Barshin got a bronze in London and a silver in, in Rio. He's got to get Yeah, but Tamberi was world number one and then injured himself the day before Rio Olympics. He can win next time. He's younger. Um, you've got to get silver, gold, the bronze, silver, gold. Come on, it writes itself. You, you're obsessed with this people earning a medal. Like, you're obsessed with it. <laughs> <laughs> but if Barshin retires without having won Olympic gold, that doesn't, that doesn't sit right, does it? Tamberi can win the European... You're yeah. working with the European indoors, you know, he doesn't need an Olympic gold. <laughs> Barsham is also the high jumper that like defines this generation of athletes, yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah. Like he's the poster exactly. boy. So I think it feels right for him to but yeah. he's not in any he's not in any kind I mean he, he wasn't going before Doha either, but I don't he's not jumped higher this year, but of course we know he can pull it out when he needs to. So but, but, yeah, the North point the point else, so. Yeah, I mean I'm with you on that, Bayer, but but you 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 say Claire it feels right, but you know, the the, the fact that is that no one has a right to Olympic gold medal. You have mm. to go out and you have to win it. And that's what makes it so exciting. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, th I think there are you know, sil bronze, silver, there's a natural progression, but he's going to have to win it. He's going to have to win it. But it, I, I, I love the high jump. I have to say, mm. I, 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 
I always enjoy watching high jump competitions because they, because what you bring to it doesn't always, um, you know, it's the same on the track to a degree, but high jump is one of those events where, where someone can just be so inspired and just be so in the rhythm on the day and jump higher than they ever have before. And somebody who has come into it as a favorite can just, just, just bomb out. And it's so exciting. It's so exciting to watch an event like that. And Bosham is someone who can reach into a hat and pull out a rabbit on a yeah, big stage. Which he did in the world, didn't he? Exactly yeah. that. So yeah. like, like you said, you know, anyone could turn up on form, but I think on the day all you need is a zero and he's definitely an O rather and he's very capable of that. Claire, you're going off. Running. Yes, there's a quite a lot to talk about. <laughs> you can leave now if you like. No. Well, you know, <laughs> I have scribbled down some ghastly, ghastly notes, but I think in order to keep this concise, I'm going to say that I wish Mark Scott all the best. I can't wait to see Amy Pratt and Lizzie Bird go in the steeplechase. And I think there are huge bests to be had for Jess Jard and Amy Eloise Markov in the 5,000 metres. Ailish could well be in the mix if there's a funny race on the day. Not perhaps in with the shout of a medal, but there's definitely like a top five, top six finish and a big time to come from her. So I'm going to focus on the ones where I think, I don't think it's silly to say that we could have six 800 metre finalists. Great Britain. Possible. Mm-hmm. Or none. And, yeah, or, or none. <laughs> but we've got some smart, smart middle distance runners. So I thought, I thought we could talk about those if that's all right. And I'm just intrigued to hear your thoughts of all of our middle distance athletes. Who do you think is going to be the one to deliver? Who are you asking, Claire? All of yeah. you, any oh, of you. Uh, I, I, um, you're talking about the 800 there, and I won't profess to, to pretend to know to be, to be totally up on it I, the, the person that fascinates me and the thing that is, is Laura Muir in the 15 mm. is it, it fascinates me because you, you see you see, she, she ran the second fastest 800 of all time by yeah. Britain leading out yes. Britain. When, when you have a, when you have a 1500 meter runner do that like Mo did leading into the Olympics yeah, um, yeah. you know his first Olympics when you someone goes into the fifteen hundred with that speed in their legs, if the race is slow, you know that that's you you, you can't bet against that person. But I've sort of raised this prize with a few people, and people go, "Yeah, but she's not going to do it when it matters." And I don't know what that is. Is that really based on anything? I don't right. I don't know. But I I've just got a sense about about Laura Laura Muir going into these games that that makes me excited to see what she can do. The, the thing is with Laura Muir, she is a phenomenal athlete who fans yeah. love because like Carsten Warham, she's always going to give you 100% and run her heart out and not make, um, she's, she's just, she's, you know, she's there to race, which we, we love to see. My issue is, it's not with her, it's just with her skill set in winning a championship race is there's other people who can run away from her sometimes if if um hassan um what's the name hassan oh yeah <laughs> Hassan, yeah like or um faith yagon is a better mm. sprinter so that it's, it's just fine she she kind of forms yeah. a little bit between two stools and i keep saying it and it's it's not a fair thing to say because i will never be it's, it'll come as a surprise an elite athlete but um I wonder whether her best bet of getting them is to run for a medal rather than the gold. And I don't like saying that. 
not the type of athlete she is. It's like telling Paula Radcliffe to do it. It's just not going to happen. But Jenny Simpson always comes home with a medal because she runs really smart and to, she runs her best race. And um, I don't like saying that, but I also really want Laura to get a medal. Um, and I think a lot of it's going to depend on whether Hassan's in the race or not, because that that is, t- that's key. That, yeah. Mm. That, but if she's in the race, like we don't know how it's going to be run and she could win any which way. Or lose to fake Yegon as well. So yeah. <laughs> Hassan has entered the 15, the 5 and the 10. She's on yeah. the start lists for all of them, which is technically possible. And with Sifan Hassan, you feel like anything perhaps physically could be possible. Um, I- but if she's going to drop one, a lot of what I've heard from people at the games and from people working on it is that it's the 1500 that makes the best sense of the schedule and it's what she and her camp are leaning towards. And, and she, she is- got beaten. Mm, exactly in which case the door is wide open for Laura because she will then be up there with Kip Yeagon the fastest person in that field by a country yeah. mile yeah yeah you mentioned it sorry Claire we didn't answer you asked you said you mm. made the statement I think you did that six, we could have six six people in the in three in the men's three in the women's final of the 800 meters that's quite a statement um so that does that discuss maybe (laughs) (laughs) it's it's unlikely that that's going to happen obviously it goes without Mm. saying but to choose it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if any one of those people it'd be unlikely to get all six in but it wouldn't surprise me if any one of the six made the final okay Um, the the least likely is probably alex bell who who is now doing 800 because laura dropped out but even she's won 158.5 twice um twice Mm. yeah once completely by herself so it's like she's a proper real world-class athlete. And if the 800 wasn't so on fire this year, 158.5 would probably be comfortably, you know, yeah. usually in the world's, yeah. world's top 10. Of that lot, mm. I think the person I trust the most is maybe Elliot Giles. He's the most experienced. He's just looked really great all year. Um, and he feels like someone who's not going to mess up. But then Jim Ricky doesn't feel like someone who's going to mess up. Does nor does and Keely Hodgkinson. Nor does Keely Hodgkinson, exactly. Um, <laughs> nor does Oliver Dustin. Not as going to say Oliver Dustin. <laughs> 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 you know what? Isn't it, isn't, it, isn't it wonderful that we're having this conversation yes. about British middleists running? Yes. The era, era I was in, or certainly the back end of the era I was in, because I, I, I sort of, I started with the Co-Cram Ovet yeah. era, and I ended... You know, and daily and whatever and they sort of ended within two or three years of, of me coming in and then you know 92 96 and, and whatever it was you know what, what's happened to british middle distance running and we're sitting here today talking about british middle distance running we don't have any, anyone in the men's 400 meters mm. uh we, we're we're looking you know we, we're not going to talk about the wins 400 okay we've got we've got chances in the women's sprints but not necessarily, I don't know about the men's sprints. I think it's unlikely, um, but you know, who knows? Isn't, that, isn't it what's lovely or lovely, isn't it interesting about athletics is you just get certain events at certain times. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're at a time now where we're talking about British middle distance running. And when I was an athlete, and certainly as I came out of the sport, it, people were always parking back on the good old days of Co-Cram and Over and Elliot. And of course they were. They, they were, they set the whole thing up for all of us. They were, we owe everything to that, to, to, to Over and Co. I, you know, Daly always said this, we owe everything to Over and Co. Anyone now is in athletics and from this moment mm. on, and any of, any of us now that can maybe make a bit of a career and all the athletes who are, who are getting the attention and the focus and all that stuff, we owe it to Co and Over because they're the ones that just brought this sport to, 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 to the, at that point but then for for many years we haven't been talking about British middle distance running isn't it nice that we are talking about British middle distance running 
and and you know Mo's not going to be there, obviously. But we're talking about the eight hundred and the fifteen hundred, mm. and we haven't done that for a very long time. And across the board, the middle distance races are stacked, oh. absolutely stacked, men's and women's. They're probably the most exciting races of this mm. um, of this championship. And I, in recent, is that all the they're just um, medal contenders? <laughs> yeah, amazing. Um, in recent years, I've be, I've got more and more into the middle distances. It's never really my thing, but like. There's so many stories and personalities and the way different people run different races. And what I love about a middle distance race is it, it tells a story. So it's not mm. 100 metres, which is over and done with. A 1,500 metres yeah. tells a story. And especially if you have lots of people in the contention, you know, lots of mm. narrators, as it were. Um, it's they're, they're so exciting on all sides for the, for the middle distances. Mm. They're the kind of the, the, the group of events I'm most excited for. Um, Jakob Ingebrigtsen announced yesterday that he's only doing the 1500. I think oh. it was, yeah, he's only doing the 1500, which take, cause I always think there's a sneaky medal to be had, you know, um, Josh Kerr or, um, Jake could still can, but if he was going to do the 5,000, that obviously opens it up a little bit, but he's apparently doing the 1500 and now Timothy Chariot's in the 1500 as well. Yeah. Come mm. a much stronger event. It's going to be fascinating to see how Jakob runs that because we have seen him now win championship medals every possible way. Um, and he will come into it as certainly one of the biggest personalities in the field, if not necessarily the favourite. And I think that is absolutely stacked. Um, and as Centrovich proved in Rio, there are, like you said, mm. so many sneaky, so many sneaky medals to be had, but maybe Jakob will be smart and yeah. the Chariot will work together to run the legs off everybody. Um, we should also which, just before we um, we've got to mention I think Mo um, is it Mo? Oh wow, yeah, no, Athing Mo. 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 Athing Mo. Athing Mo. Um, who is the phenomenon? Um, but it's her first big major championship. She's either going to come in here and blow the roof off, or who knows? You know, I don't think it matters. I don't think her lack of experience is going to matter at all. That goes no, unfazed. But she's won fifty plus races this year. Yeah. And that has to have some effect. Mm. No, she's not. She's just not. It doesn't seem to affect her. No, I totally agree. She's she's a clear favourite, but it is a really, really stacked Mm. race. So she is a clear favourite. I expect Mm. her to win. But if someone beats her, it wouldn't be a shock, huge shock. Can I ask Mm. you three a question? I know it's the other one, not the way it should be, because it fascinates me. Because I get asked this question and and I don't have a definitive answer because I'm not... So yeah, you, your knowledge, the three of you of, of of athletics is is fantastic, and obviously I don't live and breathe athletics anymore. Mm. But I get often asked, "Who's the? Give me one or two names, British athletes who people haven't really heard of going into these games, but could come away from these games." And I assume that means they've they've nicked a medal or whatever. Who are the who are the who who's the who should we be looking out for? That that the general public who only really focus on athletics once a year or even once every four years who's the person who could really make a name for themselves at this game from a British perspective I'm going to say someone who it's not that they're not heard of because the public will have heard of them but yeah. it's not being talked about for a medal in the way that I think is possible and that's Jodie Williams in the 400 metres wow. Um, wow she has she reminds me it, yeah. it, it, it's um it's Catherine Murray you know she's finally moved yeah. to the 400 the event she was meant yeah. to be doing She's running really, really well. She's, you know, she's ju- only just run under 51. So it's not like she's huge no. in the mix, but Jodie yeah. has that. It's kind of like, you don't want to talk about it. You want to keep it on the quiet because she's going to do something spectacular. I'm fully expecting it to drop a second. Does, I would not, not does be she have Does she have the mentality in the Olympic, not just the Olympic final, but in the semi-final, finally you probably have to go and run a race of your life semi-final to get to the final. Does she have it, it within her 
when the gun goes in the Olympic final to not go crazy? Does she have it in her to know that in the Olympic final, at least two people in that race are going to hit the wall because it's the Olympic final? Does she have the Chris? I, I know she doesn't run like necessarily like Christine. But does she have that ability to run her race in the Olympic final? And maybe actually, this is the advantage of not having a crowd, by the way, because that will suit certain athletes because they won't. Because crowd, everyone goes, oh, crowd's great, but crowd, can, you can get carried away with a crowd. But if there's no crowd, you can absolutely focus on on running your race. It's a much easier thing to do. Does she have that ability with it, do you think? These days, she does. Jodie has come through a lot in the last two Olympic cycles. She, When she was dubbed money legs as a teenager, back in London, the pressure 100%, I think, would have got to her. But yeah. she has worked so hard and so patiently, and she has just bided her time and come into form at exactly the right time and I think now we're looking at this new version of Jodie Williams she is hard as nails I think she's going to be okay I also oh, think it's, it's not a it's not a question that can be answered because this is all brand new you know mm. she's only really took up the 400 meters like last year properly um this is pro her proper first year uh, first season and when it is your first season there is so much potential. You know, there's so much. She's still working out. She's probably still working out the pacing. But it's kind of, if she gets it right, this is the time to do it for starters. Wow. But if she gets it right, there is so much potential there. You know, so much potential that um, she can, she can knock chunks off. I'm really excited now to watch her. Because I, <laughs> I, I haven't, I know, I, that's really exciting. Thank you. Because Dean Gates said at the last Diamond League, she ran 50, a PB over 400 metres, 50.8 or whatever it was. But then she came back less than an hour later and ran her third fastest time ever over 200 metres to come second. So the strength that she's got, and she hasn't lost the speed that she had seven years ago either. So, yeah, Jodie, I mean, I don't know if she's going to get a medal, but like it's someone we are really excited to watch. Yeah. I have to hop Sorry. off the call because I've got to go and yeah. join a meeting, okay. but I'm going to put myself on mute. I'm going to leave the call running. You guys can wrap up. Jodie and Bayo, tell people where to find us on Twitter and remind them to rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> um, I've got to hop on this production call, but well, I'll leave you guys to wrap up because I feel like well, you're not well, quite done. We'll, we'll wrap it up in five, yeah, so it's not too long. Yeah. Take your time. I'm going to take the call on my yeah. phone. Uh, so I'm going to lovely okay. you, Roger. Claire. It's been an absolute pleasure having Thank you on. Will you come back again? Of course, of course. Great, I'm, brilliant. I'm That's inviting. <laughs> All right, see you in a bit, boys. Hi, I'm Dina Asher-Smith, and you're listening to the Backstraight Boys. Bayo, just add to what you said about, you know, she could drop a second in the in the Olympics. People do drop a second in yeah. the Olympics. In 1996, the, you two will know the answer, maybe not. The bronze medal in the 400-metre race was won by... In the men's? Yeah. The folks um, behind me. But Kamo, um, from Uganda. Yeah, Davis Kamogo from Uganda. We didn't even yes. register him. We didn't even <laughs> register him coming in. The guy, you I put think me under pressure there. there. You put Sorry. me under pressure there. The guy, <laughs> a, the guy ran a personal best every round. Yeah. <laughs> he then went on to win a bronze in the World Championships the following year, so he backed mm -hmm. it up. But we, you know, going into Atlanta, I, I, I didn't even factor him. He wasn't even mm -hmm. a factor. You know, I was thinking Butch Reynolds, who fortunately got injured, you know, Harrison, <laughs> you know, uh, you, you need a bit of luck, hey? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but, but when you say you threw out, you know, she could drop a second in the Olympics, you're absolutely right. Because, because that you can, you can drop a second in the Olympics and that puts you in contention if you keep your head. But she's never been in this position before. You know, yeah, she, she doesn't know how good she, she is. She doesn't know how good she is. She hasn't, she hasn't had to run faster. You know, she, no, she's run, this is, this is the difference. When you're, when you're running against people who are going to be running 49s, 
maybe you have to run a 49, maybe you just will run a 49, you know, because you it's so also, You're how so many 400 right. meters has she actually run? Yeah, I mean, maybe than, not even 10. 10. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not, so it's like, it's, there's so much potential there. Yeah. And, you know, and it also couldn't happen to someone that more deserving of, we talked yeah. about Tom Daly at the beginning of this, about someone under so much pressure as a young athlete and how he seemed to have a seamless um, descent into um, senior uh, diving. For Jody, it's been a really difficult period um, because you become a senior. Suddenly you're not winning every single race, but everyone still yeah. expects you to. You get yeah. injured. So to her, to her to still be here, and she's still young. I mean, she's, I think she's, a, is she only 27 as well? Yeah. Like it's, it's, she's, she's been around forever. So yeah, I'm really, really super excited to watch her. Other person, just a couple of other people I just want to talk on the British perspective. Um, Holly Bradshaw in the pole yeah. vault. She's ranked third in the world this year. Yeah. She's jumped 490. Yeah. If she jumps 490 on the day, that's a medal, I think. But, and others haven't been jumping that well. Stephanie D and Sandy Morris have not jumped as good as her. But, you know, it's all about consistency and whether you can do it on the day. We've forgotten about Callum Hawkins, who's phenomenal at running the marathon at a championships. Yeah. Um, fourth in Doha and fourth in the Olympics as well, right? Fourth in the last Olympics and fourth in the Doha. Did I make that up? Anyway, like great, <laughs> great, great championship performer um, in, in the marathon. So he might not have the fast times, but that's not what it's going to be about necessarily. Um, Tom Bosworth in the walks, um, back from injury. Um, and once again, like he's a great championships performer. I think he was seventh at the last Olympics and the, and the world championships. So these are all people who are not like, well famous names but are people who i'm looking forward to stand out got a couple of others nick miller in the hammer um haven't seen him that year but he should have got a silver at the last world championships was kind of cheated out that as far as i'm concerned and <laughs> in the long jump we've got three women in the long jump who are jumping in the 80s 90s jasmine sawyer's jumped to pb of 690 this year um there's lots of people above them in the rankings but 690 is often good enough to like um or thereabouts is often good enough mm. to um mm. to get a get a medal so there's lots oh. of possibilities God, it's I, I, it's like one day away. <laughs> I can't go. Uh, you know, one of the one of the things I don't know if you're feeling it, but you know, we're celebrating the swimmers. We're celebrating this 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 mm. euphoric start to the games, and we go into the athletics without Mo, where there's two gold medals. Uh, we go into the we go into these Olympics as a sport where, you know, you can't. You can't if you, you you can't put your money down on, on us walking away with a gold medal. You no. can't say that now. You can't uh, because no. we know you can't. But I'm not saying it wouldn't, it won't happen. Just saying, really hard to say that. And we haven't ever been in that position because you've always, you know, the last two Olympics, you've got Mo, you've got um, you've had Jess, yeah. people. You know, it's not crazy to say these people can win Olympic gold medals. Um, and it's a strange scenario where athletics could come away from these games with. With no gold medal, and and I don't, I don't have a problem with that because I didn't win a no. gold medal at the Olympics, and I, I was, I know that an, an Olympic silver medal or bronze, any medal in athletics is really, really, really tough, really tough. Okay, um, so I'm definitely not somebody who would do that, but but the perception of the public is judged by gold medals, yeah. and that's 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 hard, that's hard, and uh, and and I, I hope the sport can 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 win medals, can win medals, and if we get a gold medal. Whoever gets it, what an achievement that will be going into these games because it's no one set set up for, for a definite gold medal, are they? Um, just two things. We haven't mentioned KJT, the whole, whole pod, which is outrageous because obviously she's one of oh. our... She's not been injured, etc. But yeah. she's one of our huge, huge names. And if she yeah. gets it right, she's yeah. definitely 
within a possibility yeah. for a medal. We just yeah. have no real yeah. idea what's yeah. going on. Yeah, and on the relays, of course. Um, and the relays. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, the relays. Well, the relays could save us. The relays often save us, so to, be, to be fair. Mm. So, like, I, I don't think the men's four by four is likely to be the middle. No, no, no. <laughs> so, um, the other Well, you so, know, they just don't make them like they used to, guys. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could get Ewan and Jamie and Mark. If you come out of retirement, I think you'd still make the team. Yeah. Someone actually said to me the other day on Twitter, who should be in our four by four team? And I said, Roger, um, Chris, um, De- Derek. Derek, and, Derek and John should be in the relay team. That's um, this year. Um, Roger, what is, going on, what is going on with the men's 400 in Britain? Um, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a tough event. You need, you need to, for the, for the, the problem with the four hundred, you need to train with good people. You need to have people pushing along. You need competition to, to run those times, and and it's not happening. The talent's there. You look at Matthew Hudson Smith, yeah. and you know I, I see someone there who has got all the talent in the world, but talent's not enough in this game. Mm. It's not enough. Talent's not enough. You know, you've got to you've got to stay healthy. You've got to surround yourself with great people. I had Chris Akabusi to run with every day, and when Chris retired. Mark Richardson came around with me. I, I had other athletes from all over the world. The, the best way to run fast is to run with fast people. And if you don't have enough fast people, talented young guys coming through, um, and they're doing it all in pockets on their own, they're not, it's not going to happen. I mean, look, you know, it's not. And so I don't know. Maybe it's just not the time. But the talent must be out there. And, and, and the thing is, to be a great 400-meter runner nowadays, you have to be a sprinter. You, you can't. You have to focus on being a good 100- and 200-meter runner. That's the shift I made, by the way, a year year out from 96. And to actually trained with um, Carsten Warhorn's coach, actually, with Gare Moen. Yeah, of course we do. You know, you know, it's it's not an easy question Sorry, just to stop. answer. Gare Ge- yeah. Moen is Carsten Warhorn's coach? No, he no, trained Gare Moen's coach... Sorry, got you. <laughs> love, love the Norwegian. I, I, I guess probably involved, but Gare Moen's coach is the coach of Castle Warham and used got to spend you. come out to California with me and 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 the guys and and I learned I I in ninety leading up to ninety six I it was brilliant guys. I made the decision <laughs> that I had to I had to to even be in contention with Michael Johnson. I had to be able to run, um, you know, under twenty point five for the two. And certainly, you know, 10.3, 10.4. Now. So I, I, I trained with Germon and, and these guys running running like 30 metres and 40 metres. Brilliant. Never hurt. Loved it. Didn't hurt. No lactic acid. Brilliant. But it made me a better 400 metre runner. And and so the, the next great British 400 metre runner, I believe, will be somebody who is a great, really talented 200 metre runner, but commits to the 400. Yeah. Because well, it's just a look, tough event. Just look quick cut. Jody, yeah, Jody Williams, exactly. But you think, yeah. look at um, um, Michael Norman, who's gone down to the 100 metres and qualified for the American um, team. You look at um, um, Wade Van Niekirk, who's a sub-10 100-metre runner. Like Michael Johnson, like was the world record holder at 200 metres as well. So you do need that speed. And I think a lot of British 400 metres runners are not sprinters. Michael Johnson changed the event. Hmm. When Michael Johnson came along, I had to change the way I ran because he proved the, the, the undeniable fact that speed is the key because he could jog the first 200 meters of a 400 because it was easy it wasn't stronger it just it was just faster speed kills so to be a world-class and van niekirk is, the, is an example of that you have to be a world-class sprinter to be a world-class 400 meter runner the days of you know the want arena you know the days of the the you know the, the 
you know, running the speed endurance, of course you have to have it. But if you're going to choose between speed or endurance to be a world-class 400 meter runner, you choose speed. And so our next great 400 meter runner will be a sprinter who has the courage to do the 400 because the greatest 400 meter runner in theory that was ever born is Usain Bolt. Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was never going to do it because he's not stupid. He's not stupid. So, you know, you don't choose the 400 if you can be the best 100 meter and the 200 meter runner. Don't be silly. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. Okay. But, but you know, that, that's, that's it. That was it. That was it. Well, there, masterclass on 400 meters. But just like before we go, last last thing about the Olympics, name the one British person who's going to get the, a gold medal. In what? Who's the British yeah. athlete? Who's the British athlete who was the number one chance of getting a gold medal? Oh, Dina Ashsmith. For me, I yeah. think the 200. I think she she could race her game. I, 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 you've asked me for one. I'll say Dina. But I think I think I think there are two people who could win a gold medal. And they'd have to run the race of their lives. One is Dean and one is Laura Mir. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to chuck in the men's four by one just because it's a bit wide yeah, open. Yeah. Jamaica, Jamaica aren't around. America, I don't even know who America's team are. They've got a 400 meter yeah. run in it. So yeah. I feel like there's an opening there. And we're very, right. like, technically we're flawless. We may not have the great speed this year, but I think we could, we could do it. In my day, the relays were just the, the icing on the cake. Yeah. Nowadays, they are the cake. Yes. Um, some athletes. <laughs> So, no, but it's yeah. because that, that, that ridiculous um, um, British Olympic Committee um, um, ruling or something, you know, with it, we count medals. Sport England. Fund, 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 uh, Sport England, yes, yeah, so the funding is by medals, Britain. which is why we've put so, so much um, importance on the relays, because a relay medal or a 100-metre medal or a distance medal doesn't make any difference to the funding, does it? So if we can get those relay medals, it makes a huge difference going forward. Um, my, I mean, Dean is, Dean is the obvious answer, you know, Dean is the obvious answer, but I have a sneaky suspicion there's going to be something weird happen in the middle distance race because the 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 men's 800 and the men's 1500 uh, there's there's just possibilities there I feel uh, in the Matt century it's time away. Hi, I'm Morgan Lake, and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys. Jody, can I just before we go, can I just say about <laughs> all of this? There's one thing that is really troubling me. What looking at you? You have a an exercise bike behind you, and it's not one. It's not a Roger Black exercise bike. What's going on? How, the, the thing is, Roger. Look it's... at another, a competitive brand. I'm going to send you one, Jody. Jody, you've got to replace it with a with a better quality model. I'm going to have to send you one. <laughs> well, it's because the thing is, bro, I, if you, I'd love you to send me one because then I might actually use it because this is really just <laughs> an expensive clothes <laughs> hanger. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Roger, if you ever wanted to sponsor the pod with your exercise equipment, <laughs> we're we're, we're <laughs> open to sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> um, Claire, did you just want to wrap things up for us? It's amazing timing. I've made it back. That was a very, very quick meeting. Um, I don't know what I've missed. I'm sure it was absolutely fantastic. What I can say for certain <laughs> is that it was fantastic to have your company today, Roger. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining us and for um, actually bringing a lot more structure to proceedings than I've ever managed to force upon this <laughs> podcast. So, um, can I can... just thank you, Claire? Can I just say these two guys? And I, I've lost track of time. But I, I think it's fair to say you came into the, you know, you were the super fans of British athletics. I, had I retired by then, I probably had. I was, I was around with BBC. And to see you maintain that status. And to see you do, <laughs> no, but seriously. No one's you, coming for the crowd. To see, to see you, now I'm going to say this, to see, to see you doing what you're doing and the way that you aren't just fans, you've befriended 
a lot of athletes over the mm. time, and you've probably been probably been counselled to a few of them. I'm guessing, uh, because is a, it's an absolute pleasure to to spend some time with you because you. Um, I remember you so well. I don't know we had a drunken night <laughs> at a hotel once, but we'll put that to one side. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, Less said about that, the better. I'm not around the sport anymore, you know, as we talked about a bit earlier. So it's it's, it's been lovely to reconnect with you. Thank you. So we actually first met in a nightclub in 1998. <laughs> it was just after you hadn't made the European team. And there's okay. me and Jodie doing our 90s club kid thing like we did. See Roger Black in a nightclub. And what do we do? Everyone else is drinking and partying. We accost Roger Black. He's with all his friends who are off, like, enjoying themselves. We accost Roger Black, sitting down in a corner and basically just bombard him with athletics questions for the next two or three hours. Um, that's yeah. the first time we ever met you. And you must have thought, oh. who, are these, who on earth are these people? But, like, um, yeah, it was, like, one of my cherished <laughs> athletics memories, one of my cherished clubbing memories is, is accosting Roger Black and asking him questions about the 4 by 4 relay. Yeah. Always happy. Always happy to answer those questions. So, Roger, where can people find you on social media if they want to interact with you? Uh, well, I'm on I'm on Twitter, um, and then you know, I think it's Roger Black 400. I'm on Instagram, and and my fitness company, Roger Black Fitness, which I have under license for 15 years with Argos, but now run myself with a team, direct to consumer. Go to RogerBlackFitness.com if you're looking for affordable piece of fitness equipment for the home, especially if you have short short of a space. We have affordable bikes and treadmills. But uh, I'm really enjoy- I'm really enjoying that. It's it's a new challenge. Um, still working and loving and so lucky to work you know with Steve Backley uh, mm. as in Backley Black and we have a little property brand as well but my main thing is Roger Black Fitness um, and yeah that that that's me you know three kids well, my one's grown up and there's actually my daughter's running now in France and uh, and just yeah um, that that's me still around well, can't get rid of me thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today it's been an honour Claire where can people find you I'm on Twitter at Claire underscore G Thomas. What about you, Jodie? Where are you on Twitter? <laughs> at Backstraight B, but you can just look for the Backstraight Boys. And on Instagram, we are Backstraight Boys Podcast. Um, we did a Instagram Live with Denise Lewis yesterday. So um, go over to our Instagram and you can see that. The first five minutes are me cocking up with the technicals. But, um, I am and the rest of it. I missed it. Absolutely <laughs> livid. <laughs> And the next hour and 45 minutes is us getting progressively more drunk. <laughs> we had a great time with Denise. So it's on, it's on Instagram stories. <laughs> so check back whenever you need an athletics fix. We've talked about the strength of middle distance running. Why not check out one of our men's all women's middle distance specials? If you're wondering where all the British javelin throwers have gone, Goldie Sayers and Steve Backley explained that to us recently. We've had interview specials with the great and the good of the sport. So generally dive on in because... God forbid you're short on sporting action to <laughs> ingest over the next few weeks. And most importantly, enjoy the Olympics. Oh, so excited. I've got to say, Roger, you at the beginning got me so excited when you're talking about how it all comes down to this. It doesn't matter what you've done on the circuit. It doesn't True. matter on paper. Sports, the game's not played on paper. Every commentator said it. True. It's true. You can't fake it. You cannot fake it in the Olympic final. And you just yeah. can't. And it's cool. sport is only worth watching when it matters, and the Olympics matters. Absolutely. Well, what better way could we could we end it on? Um, do keep a do keep a look on our social feeds because we will have more content coming in the next few weeks, and hopefully we'll be chatting to a few more athletes. So we'll see you the other side of Tokyo 2020. Bye. Bye, Bye guys.